Women Who Code is excited to announce the Applaud Her 100 Technologists to Watch Awards. We will be honoring and highlighting 100 diverse technologists who have shown impact, innovation, and leadership in the industry. Nominations are now open. Go to code.womenwhocode.com backslash 100-technologist-2-watch to nominate yourself or another amazing technologist before it closes Tuesday, February 28th. Now back to the podcast. Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. Kind of pick an area that you're interested in and really focus on that, work on that, um, whether it be, I don't know, back engineering or front end or, or mobile, or if you really focus on something, I think you have that skill set um, that others will probably find useful, right? It's time for Women Who Code Conversations, a segment to hear from top technology professionals sitting down with a Women Who Code member to discuss real-world experiences in the industry, what they've learned over the course of their career, and what they think is coming next for tech. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Um, I'm Eliza Sarabasa, the Leadership Fellow for Women Who Code Python, and I'm really excited to speak with uh, Martina Amigos today. Her pronouns are she and her. And a brief introduction, uh, Martina is currently an architect at Workday, where her professional career started as an intern in 2011. Uh, She studied informatics and competed in track and field at the University of California, Irvine. And she's a lover of all animals, especially bunnies. Uh, Within her team's focus on the design and implementation of enterprise applications, Martina's primary areas are scale data. So Martina, hello. Hi. Say hi to our audience. <laughs> Hello, great to be here. Yeah. Um, so we'll start off with our first set of questions um, about your career journey. So how did you choose this path and when did you want when did you know you wanted to go into tech? Um, honestly, I don't think I really knew what being an engineer, being working in tech was like until I had my internship at Workday. But going all the way back, um, choosing computer science, I sort of like a practical choice. Um, I feel like when you're, you know, in high school, you're 17, 18, you don't really know what kind of career paths are out there, especially when you see the ma- the list of majors um, when you're applying to college. And CS was kind of aligned with, I like math and science in school. I didn't really want to be a doctor. Um, I actually also liked my photography class and, and language, like French um, growing up. So I think they all kind of it seemed like a good place to go. Um, and then um, at UC Irvine, they have like a large variety of um, computer science majors, and I actually picked a pretty interdisciplinary one. So it's not just um, like theory and computer science and algorithms, it's um, human-computer interaction, software design, um, write, technical writing, uh, automation, and quality assurance. So like, I got to see a lot of that, which was really fun, um, and really the the creative process of of um crafting software so um that's kind of how it led me to to work day and wanting to really be go into engineering as a as a full-time job right i think like some of our listeners like can relate like when you start it's like kind of don't know where you're going but you're kind you know where your interests are finding out where that lines and it's like yeah with now like um today's environment it's like there's so many new or different jobs changing so it's like always something like be keep interesting and be flexible about um okay 
So I'll just hop to our next question. Um, what has been your journey like at Workday? Um, well, uh, in college, I just I was applying to any and every internship I could find. <laughs> you know, which which company sounded which ones I knew about, but also uh, I heard about Workday and um, the great culture and leadership. And on top of that, uh, it was already some small talk of IPO. And you know, being in a pre-IPO company is always um, interesting. So they were happily happy to take me. Um, I think I was in the first group of interns in the application development area. So um, they had had interns before, but not in a formal capacity. Um, and I went into the team not really knowing what HCM and enterprise software is all about, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I had a group of other interns who almost still work day with me um, and they're still friends. So it was a really great experience uh, there. And I was lucky to get an offer to come back um, after graduation, which actually I took. So I, going into senior year of college, I, I already knew I had a job, uh, which was the different. I think a lot of people end up, you know, interviewing throughout the year. But I already I felt pretty comfortable um, having that. And then I came back a year later, um, which is kind of weird because, you know, you things change a lot to work, work as a grown company. So even though things were the same and I had already had a little experience, um, I ended up joining a slightly different team. So it was a new um, functional area and worked actually used as a proprietary programming language. So you spend, at least in the application development area, you spend um, about five weeks, I think, on this boot camp where you, you learn it because um, that's what you majorly use. Um, so that was part of it too. Uh, and then, yeah, I was there for a few years. Um, I've been at work there for 10 years, so it's kind of, uh, you know, I, I've had a lot of different teams that I've been going to. So after that, um, my first team, um, four years and I kind of wanted to dive into the, you know, the other parts of the workday stack. So really like, what is the transactional system that we have, um, that powers all our apps and really more on the backend side than building, you know, products that our customers use. So um, I had worked with this team before um, on some performance and scalability uh, projects. So they were taking me with open arms a little bit, um, happy to transition me because, well, one, they already knew me. Um, and two, they were willing to, so they mostly work in Java and they were willing to, you know, even though I hadn't used it for four years, they were willing to help me catch up again. Um, so that was really great because for me, that was a learning opportunity. And, and for that team, I had all the application development experience um, and they're a framework team building uh, batch processing of data. So kind of like when payroll, if you're a large company of like, I don't know, 300,000 employees uh, to process that, all that payroll data takes a lot of time. Um, so uh, I really wanted to see like what they're about, um, and, and that was that was fun. So they, I had a great experience there. Uh, <laughs> learned new skills like Java. It was I, for me, it was a little intimidating because you know I hadn't used it for almost five, like four and a half years since college, and learning a language in school is not the same as using it in a professional setting. So um, I took you know I I took that opportunity, and I think it was a, a great uh, kind of career changer. Uh, growth for me, um, which actually led me to my next team that I worked in, the analytics um, product. They needed, so we actually acquired um, a company called Platform. It's a data analytics solution. Um, 
because we acquired them, we were integrating their technology into the Workday stack. And my team asked if I would want to go over and help them because I knew how Workday works and this proprietary language and, and kind of help out with you know, integrating those people and seeing what their culture is about um, and seeing how we can be a single you know, company. Uh, so I spent a year with them, which was really fun. Um, and then I went back to my original team, but I really wanted to go back to this analytics product. Um, I thought it was really cool. They they um, use Spark for the data processing, which is different. I hadn't um, had experience with that before. So it was another kind of area of expertise. I, I'm not a Spark expert at all, but just seeing how we use it, uh, you know, to build products was really cool. Um, and I was there for a few years, kind of doing various kind of backend things. But it it was really on this data preparation and data processing side. So you know, you have multiple data sets, and you blend them and you join them and you know, transform um, into some usable uh, data that you can analyze or report on. So that's pretty heavy front end, but also a lot of back end. And I, I like coming back closer to that kind of product focus as opposed to just kind of a, a framework that other developers use. Um, and that's kind of how it led me to my current role. <laughs> they found me, um, you know, nine years into my career at Workday. So, yeah. I think that's everything and how how I <laughs> kind of managed to get through all the different places. <laughs> it really sounds like it's like like the career path's like not linear, even like when you were like having the internship was like a stepping stone. You're like, you weren't sure, but you're familiar with the company culture and like obviously like internships are like a great like foot in the door stepping stone because like obviously they're green, like you're well, not really green, but green like a plant, like a junior. So like they're willing to teach right. you and learn a lot about things. And for you, it sounds like a lot of the projects and like roles you worked on at Workday, it's like, say, oh, would you be interested in this? Or you find it interesting and like you took initiative, like go and jump yeah. and learn. A and I think part of it is me being also expressing that vocally expressing like, hey, I might be interested in doing some other challenge. I'm not like trying to leave the team, but I'm also kind of like, hey, I think it's time to do something new. Um, and all my managers have always been really supportive of either finding that role within the organization, or if I'm specifically interested, like going back to the analytics team, like that was kind of, you know, I directly want to go there. Um, and they've always been supportive of that, which is, is really great. Um, yeah, I, I don't like, you know, not getting bored, but kind of, you know, when you're, are you doing the same thing every day? Or do you feel challenged? If you don't, you probably should, if you're too comfortable. I think it's time to kind of expand and try something new yeah learn new things and like keeping your knowledge or toolbox sharp yeah, exactly like really great to hear so it's it's good if you just feel a little bit nervous or like at the beginning like eventually like you'll find like where you want to go and then you can yeah. always like be flexible and pivot uh, but also i'm like impressed that you were able to like you know like the workday proprietary language like so well that like people are seeking you out like for help with like new project things but uh, i'll yeah. just jump into like that leads us to our next question um so for you like for our audience if they're not already familiar like can you describe like what a technical architect does and what does your day-to-day -day look like yeah i think there's um within different companies like the roles and the uh, job profiles sometimes and even the responsibilities change a little bit between the titles like uh, it might be like a senior principal engineer or maybe architect, and they might actually have the same responsibilities within a team um, or even staff, sometimes staff engineer and tech leader. I don't know. It, the titles kind of uh, don't necessarily 
always equate to the exact same um, kind of day to day. But um, within my current team, we're actually looking at um, how the workday's architecture as it currently is and how we what we need to do to move forward and bring it, you know, into like a modern um, stack. Because really, I think we've had the same architecture for 15-ish years. So it's definitely time to you know, reevaluate and come up with some new, some new solutions there. Um, and also, how are we building apps? Is that is that the right way to do it? Or like, where are the pain points that our developers um, have? What can we do to make it better? Uh, that's our primary focus. Uh, there's also some M and A due diligence work on the technical side. So if we're making any acquisition. Our team is there to, you know, provide feedback and talk to those other companies. Um, I have yet to do that, but I, I, I knew that's I know that's part of our uh, focus. And then we're also looking at how you develop your career as an engineer um, and figuring out what are the resources uh, we should make available. What are some programs we can have for our younger engineers because they really, I think, and we're probably not the only company that struggles with this, but like. How do you kind of make available here? There's a career as an architect or there's a, a, a career as a manager. Like, how do you help figure those things out? Even architect versus just engineering, because I worked in now we have two tracks for individual contributors. Um, you can go into architecture with more high level kind of system or uh, platform level, uh, or you can go into just the engineer where you're an expert in some area and you are equally you know on the on the levels but you are more focused on building certain things or you you might be some expert in some technology and and making sure everybody knows that and there's clear you know here are some things you can do to explore um that's part of it too but uh i mean day to day i think in general it's a lot of a lot of meetings a lot of getting together with other people and collaborating on you know very complex problems and breaking them apart into small pieces and you know tackling one at a time but we're definitely like as an architect you are often the you know the voice of your team or and the technical direction of a team or organization uh which is kind of a big responsibility it's, it's not like <laughs> i don't know if i'm <laughs> i'm the one who should be doing this <laughs> but but uh, i am um but yeah you're doing a lot of you know making decisions writing those decisions down um, or even coming up with pro or not coming up with problems, but identifying problems and solutions uh, and less, obviously less coding, but there's definitely room for that too. It's not just, you're just not doing the, the smaller kind of pieces, you know, you figure out what should be done. Yeah. It sounds like it's a lot of um, knowledge sharing and, you know, you're helping remove obstacles from team path. And you said like, identifying problems breaking them down or just like pain points then just you know addressing them so everyone can move forward so that like your team or um the other people can can focus on the coding you'll take care of the meetings okay cool this uh leads us into our next question um so what technical skills um do you think are important for your current role i think for me um having the workday technical background just the knowledge of uh different areas has gotten me where i am but in that in if you more generalize that it's you know kind of pick an area that you're interested in and really focus on that work on that um 
whether it be, I don't know, back engineering or front end or or mobile or I don't know, language like you you love some I don't know, uh whichever one is the new one, roster <laughs> something, you know, if you're if you really focus on something, I think you have that skill set um that others will probably find useful, right? Um but that's more like eventually like if you're just good at writing code like that's not the only skill right you need to have like system or architecture uh skills kind of design patterns uh just general like how to be an engineering team or organization i think it's really important um and then it becomes more focused on the non-technical skills too because you are um well one you're collaborating with a lot of people but you're also presenting your ideas or your group's ideas taking feedback um, having dialogue, being able to take that feedback or criticism, um, but also selling, like convincing others that, hey, this is the approach we should take, um, especially when it's a group of other architects or maybe it's um, higher level leadership who are not technical and you have to kind of convince them like, hey, this is what we should be working on or uh, this is wrong, whatever the problem is. Um, so those are kind of the skills on the non-technical side. Um, I think always taking initiative to like if you see something you nobody else is going to do it unless you bring it up and you already kind of look into it and i think that's that applies to any level really like if you something seems broken and you have this little thing to make it better like and you have some time and it doesn't take away from your deliverables i think doing those kinds of things also um are great um and then mentoring and kind of teaching is another kind of you're not alone and the the more younger and younger and your engineers are not going to learn unless you're working with them so um that focus is i think important too all right so like um you said like kind of like teaching like what you've learned so like you learn also more about it and like i'm sure like yeah like where this word sales but like you know helping convincing people and like negotiations right for ideas yeah, and, uh, these are like great things like to know about. I know um, for speaking to people who are not, not familiar with presenting, like I think now in schools they do more like group presentations, but like Toastmasters. If, like... Yeah, I think that one thing is like, yeah, making presentations um, is definitely a skill. <laughs> and also just presenting what you've written, like you can make a great slide deck, but if you're, you can't, um, you know, convey it to others, um, yeah. Yeah, it, it takes practice, like looking in the mirror, right? And like, yeah, I, I'm sure like you still do those like little like strategies too before like a meeting before a C-suite or a team you're not familiar with yeah. the night before. But or now this interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's the skill, right? It's like it needs um, to build it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so I'll just moving on to our next question um, about Workday. So, you know, like you tell us about Workday and how it's changed since you started working there. Yeah, 10 years is a is definitely a long time. Um, also opportunity for a lot of growth, um, which I've been lucky to see because I've been here sadly that long. <laughs> not not sadly, but others might think it's a long time. Um, obviously more customers and employees, like we've grown in both those directions. Uh, the requirements from customers are changing. Um, you know, we have more scalability problems, not problems, but um, you know, bigger customers with more employees or more data, um, just unique requirements now that it's 10 years since we, since I joined. So, and things change. Um, I think I 
community involvement at Workday, I think, has gotten even more. So we were always, you know, wanting to reach out to others, um, things like nonprofits and whatnot. But I think we've really expanded that in the last few years, which I think is great. Um, helping, um, you know, close the opportunity gap, things like that. Uh, supporting women in tech. Um, I think that's been more, you know, publicly kind of, or in the public. Um, but I think the culture has stayed the same internally. Um, Obviously, I'm here still 10 years later. I've been in different teams. I've had a great experience in all of them. Um, and being able to have that kind of feeling like it's still a nice place to work it, it, 10 years later is, like I think, a, a good testament to how Workday is a great place to work. They meant to keep you, like, there for 10 years. It must be, like, <laughs> an awesome place to have such an awesome person. Like, I'm really enjoying our chat, so... Um, all right. So another follow-up question is, um, how has like Workday supported you as a leader? Uh, I kind of mentioned this before, but my manager, people leaders, they've always been very supportive um, of personal growth in general. And it's even though the team and the, you know, whatever product to work on is probably one of the top focus, uh, it's still also making sure that you're happy um, and helping you find those other uh, learning experiences or, you know, maybe it's a rotation. I was able to do like a scrum master project management role for a little, about six months. Um, cause I was interested in management too. And that's kind of, you do a lot of project management, um, as a, uh, engineering manager. So those kinds of things, uh, have been, have been great. I also think like getting the promotions is actually like one way indirectly that they're you know having the title goes a long way like if you get the architect title or the senior principal or whichever title it is like one you probably feel good about your you know it's validation but also others will see that um and even though it takes a long time to get those kind of bigger promotions um i think that's kind of you know been part of it too Right, because we can only see like, oh, I got the title, do the roles, but like we we don't know what like went on behind the scenes for like all the work you put involved and all the projects and like I don't know if you had to do all nighter, but like you know, or maybe early mornings, like to get all the stuff done on time and like met your goals. So yeah, yeah like no, you can, and that's also a thing. I know it wasn't one of our questions, but it's like yeah, imposter syndrome. It's like I think a lot of women in tech have, and you know, I'm glad you're able to like work through to like get you to get to where you are now in your role. And another uh, follow-up question I had for you was, um, like, I've heard Workday, you know, has, you mentioned, obviously, quite a few times, has a really great workplace culture, um, like diversity, inclusion. Um, could you maybe describe some of their initiatives to support their employees? Yeah, um, on the, we have a lot of um, uh, belonging councils or groups, uh, it depends on where you are, what we call them. Um, I think that's a great place to um, you know, meet people and they're very active. Um, and that's just internally, right? Like that's finding, you know, different groups and learn. And you learn a lot from, um, the events they all put on. And, and so you, you find probably the one that you feel like you belong to, but you also, they're open to everybody, right? Which I think is great. And, um, they put on a lot of, uh, speaker series or, um, even like internal or external speakers. So I, I think that's a, a good one um but then it's also like we during the covid we got thank you fridays uh in 2020 2021 so it was like five-ish days every like every few fridays we get everybody get would get it off 
just because it was a tough time and making those small changes as needed, I think is one of those ways. Um, on the Simona, we get time off to volunteer. Um, you know, it's, a, I don't think it's two days or three days here. It's, it's not that much maybe, but it's still like where you can take that time from work to um, join some volunteering um, effort. Yeah, so on the benefits that it's not just medical benefits or, um, you know, health insurance, it's also um, like a fitness reimbursement. You can join a gym, you can get um, an Apple Watch or a Fitbit. Um, and also part of that is mental health benefits too, which I think is great that we're adding um, things almost every year, new, more, um, more things like that, which, you know, things are changing and the last two and a half years have been kind of tough. So um, I think that's great. And then all that kind of outside of work, outreach is part of it too, right? It's, it's not necessarily directly I am benefiting from this, but I think as a company and as a culture, um, you know, we we have the opportunity RMs or returnship programs where for people who have been out of their careers for a while, um, we have programs for that. Um, also recently did a um, partnership with Diversify by Design um, with San Francisco State University to bring um, underrepresented groups uh, in, into design because kind of, that's another area that has had less focus. So all of those things, I think, come back to work day at some point, I think, because, you know, it, one, it makes you feel good to help people, but also just helping the community and making a difference, I think, is um, part of that. It's not just internal. Yeah, it sounds like birthdays like help paying it forward, um, helping empowering people. Um, I guess like the other phrase you mentioned before, like the benefits, like it sounds like like quality of life and like self-care, like outside workplace, because obviously like during pandemic, like a lot of people with exhaustion, burned out, like staring at a Zoom screen or just like being on their feet all day. So I'm glad to hear like um, they can help people like be more healthy. <laughs> yeah, and the, the flexibility of work is great, too. So I think that's another part of that, too. It's, yeah. Great to hear. And um, so now we'll maybe go into another fun topic. Speaking of, like, your life outside of work, um, uh, what are you passionate about outside of um, your job? Uh, I already mentioned in my intro, I, I love bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> I have one. Um, they're cute and fluffy and, you know, help part of my de-stress. <laughs> outside of work um, I'd love to rescue all of them <laughs> um, but I, I I'm pretty I love being outside and um, you know getting out on a hike or traveling and um, part of that is just working out and doing yoga I think that helps me manage my stress um, and I have time to do all those things and which I'm grateful for um, and then I I love cooking I recently for our wedding gift uh, we got a pizza oven, so we've been practicing making pizza, <laughs> uh, which is really fun. And it's really warm and hot because it's the fire, you know, I don't know how, how hot it is, but it's really hot. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of, I like just kind of relaxing, but in ways that I get to be active or do things with my friends. Because um, there's not that much time outside of work, really. I mean, there is, but I'm kind of trying to focus on the things that really bring me joy yeah that's great to hear it's like yeah bringing you like not like the stuff at work you're not bringing it like outside you're like oh the bunny just like you focus 100 yeah. of your time on the bunny and, like the fluffiness <laughs> uh, did you yes. have a favorite uh breed or just like 
Um, any fun no, funny facts? They're all, they're all cute. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, mine's really cute too, except when he sheds. But <laughs> okay. um, yeah, no, they're all they're all really cute. Yeah, I think I've seen some places like you know they have like cat cafes and like the maybe they might be have a bunny cafe someday. I think that would in be Japan fun. they have a bunny cafe. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, and like people who are like uh, bunny owners or like you know pet owners like they'll meet up together. Like I seen that with corgis. Like you know oh, there's yeah. like dog park full of corgi owners, and so it's one's like all bunny owners. Um, yeah, yeah, it's cute. <laughs> uh, okay, and I'll just lead us to our uh, last question. Um, so. Uh, do you have any advice or pro tips um, you pass you'd like to pass on to other women to help them progress in this industry? Um, yeah, I, I thought about this a little bit. There's a lot of things, you know, tips and and whatnot. But for me, what's helped me is one: be patient. Um, you know, it's it's sometimes tough, especially being a woman in tech or any kind of underrepresented group. Um, your promotion might not come immediately. Someone might tell you no, um, or you might feel very awkward being the only woman in the in a meeting of ten people. Um, those things, but I think being patient and kind of believing that things will change and get better, um, just in general, like I think that will. That's kind of my my tip. Um, my other piece is like being inquisitive and you know, not just like learning, but if there's something that's interesting you interest yeah interesting you talk to your manager about it or your peer um to see if especially if it's at work like if you could maybe learn more about that or if there's an opportunity to maybe go try something else out um and part of that is like reaching out to people making connections and not just within work but um others too because it's like for me, like at work, there might not be as many women in my role um, of my company, but especially in other ones, there's that, that definitely is. So I think kind of being open to being connections there too is is, uh, is going to help you feel like you, you know, you have a group or belong. So yeah, I think that's kind of it. Don't try to be someone else. Like it, it just be yourself and be okay with being yourself um, is another tip. Like you might not be like everybody else but you I don't that's what makes you unique uh, so. yeah it sounds like um you know like when like job shadowing uh, like being like you said like being inquisitive being curious um networking right outside of work and uh, relationship building uh with others and like you said like it, it sounds like throughout like your career like you've been very proactive like you want to learn about this so like you go and like find out but you're also like pacing yourself um I was like patient, like something like working, like things are happening behind the scenes, but you're just like, you remember, it's like, um, it's the effort you put into like trying to achieve that goal instead of just like something shiny appears the next day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Martina, uh, just to wrap this up, uh, if people want, you know, find you or contact you, uh, where can they do that to reach out? Uh, definitely find me on LinkedIn. I think that's the easiest place. And Martina uh, Mikoso, M-I-C-K-O-S for the last name. Thank you so much, Martina, uh, for joining us on this call. I really enjoyed listening to all your answers to the questions and just learning about like your knowledge. And also thank you to our audience uh, for listening and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission, and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. 
You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening and remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.